The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. It's sex out loud. And you're welcome to listen in. Passion on CJAD 800. Coming up on the program, it is Friday, which means I share some sex in the news. I've got a a couple of really just weird news items to share. Uh, Some legal changes having to do with sex. I think uh, some that may surprise you. Uh, We're going to do a little follow-up to the Brunei Hotel story. Uh, Interesting prescription, sex uh, prescription from... A doctor, we're going to talk about romance scams. This woman was scammed out of a lot of money. How are we supposed to protect ourselves? We'll talk about squirting. Is it real? Latest research about that. And can you die of a broken heart? Apparently you can. And a cardiologist explains that, that I will share. After 10.30, we'll also play Dirty Minds. Once again, bringing that back. I will give you some clues. If you get uh, the right answer, first caller through with the right answer, wins a one-month unlimited membership to 360 Punch. Uh, So I'll tell you all about that uh, after 10.30 as well. But now... Time to check out our inbox. Your texts are always welcome. Connect with Passion at 514-800. As we do every night at the beginning, the first segment of every show, I uh, like to help you out and answer some of your questions. Some of you uh, prefer to send them to me by email, and that's fine, uh, to laurie at drlaurie.com, or please, you can text me right here, right now, and if I don't get to your questions in the first segment, I'll catch up at the end, just listen in. You have time to send uh, in your questions if you have to think about how you want to ask it and what have you. So I got this one. Uh, You mentioned uh, someone with yeast infection might smell fishy, but how about if the smell is the same, but the taste is more sour? So I'm not wondering, uh, I'm actually wondering, what do you mean if the smell is the same? So there's no fishy smell. If there's a, a, a foul odor or fishy smell, it's usually an indication of not yeast, but like a, a bacterial uh, infection, bacterial vaginosis, which should be treated. Uh, if it's um, if this the taste is more sour than usual, then that might, and if it's accompanied with other symptoms like itchiness or what have you, then that might be uh, a yeast infection actually. So hope uh, hope that clarifies that for a little bit. I am a happily married 36-year-old man. My wife and I have what I would consider a healthy and open sex life. My concern is we are trying to start a family with no success. I'm not well endowed in the range of four to five inches. I'm concerned that perhaps I'm not planting the seed deep enough. Are my concerns uh, reasonable? So I've, I think I've seen this question before too. We've had similar questions anyway. Uh, the size of uh, one's penis, which on average is between five and five and a half inches erect, actually has nothing to do with, uh, with fertility. But if you are having trouble getting pregnant, you should, uh, especially if you've been trying um, for six months to a year in this age range, if your wife is also over 35, actually within six months, you should go and just go uh, meet with a, a fertility specialist who will run tests on you and your wife. In fact, I think I answered this a, a while back for somebody else in terms of getting pregnant. Like you, you the, the sperm doesn't have to uh, be all the way, uh, like 
all the way up in close to the cervix in order for those uh, the little guys to, to swim up there because a man can ejaculate close to the inside of the vagina and they'll still find their way if they're strong swimmers. So really a fertility specialist will examine your sperm to see are they good swimmers or not and they will look at uh, your wife as well to see if there are any, um, any issues. So don't worry about that. Uh, another a penis size question. I know my penis is smaller than average and various sites, forums, and discussions are quite divided in their opinions. And most of the time when these women in, in brackets uh, say they prefer an average or bigger than average size, it just makes me feel inadequate and uh, not confident and scared about sex. What can I do or think to feel better. So I'm wondering when you say your, first of all, uh, your penis is smaller than average. Do you know what the average is? Like how much smaller than the average? Because on many of these sites, you may not get the, the actual information, uh, the worldwide figures, right. Of, of what's an average size penis. But I have to say that most women that I've spoken with and a lot of stuff that I've read, really say that it's not the size of the penis so much that matters, but rather the kind of lover that the partner is. I'm not saying that some women don't have that preference, and maybe those are the women who are more likely to write uh, on some platform or forum or opinion online. So keep that in mind as well. What women need is lots of foreplay, far more than uh, a big penis. And, And the foreplay requires you to use your hands, your mouth, more than your penis, right? Uh, so, and it also depends on how does she feel about you? Is she just looking for sex or is she looking for a relationship? If she's just looking for sex, then maybe the size of your penis will have something um, is, is what she wants. I don't know. Um, but if she uh, wants more than sex and wants a relationship, then I think the size of your penis will not necessarily affect how she actually feels about you. She'll be far more interested in how you are as, uh, as a partner and far more interested in how you pleasure her in all kinds of ways. Again, I'm not saying all women feel this way, but for the majority and maybe women who do feel this way could respond here, or you can let me know. But, um, uh, there are some people who have preferences, just like there are men who have preferences for uh, big breasts, but doesn't mean that if they find the right woman who has all the other elements, who has small breasts, that they wouldn't uh, be with that woman. So, and I think it's very much uh, the same thing for, uh, for men. Uh, I want to increase my penis length. I see a theme here, uh, as well as increase my cum quantity by natural methods and not by any supplements or any medication, just naturally. Uh, so we've talked about increasing your penis length. Uh, there is no scientific, there's no scientific studies on any method, no proven method to increase penis length. Although I know I have one guy who listens to the show uh, all the time, sends me a a text all the time saying, no, there, I, I know there are, there's a, you can do these power Kegel exercises and it helps. So look it up. That's what, uh, but that's, there's no scientific proof. So I'm only talking from, uh, from the science here. So 
You can increase girth with uh, surgical methods, but you uh, you can't really increase length. The only method there is uh, is really you can cut the ligaments at the base of the penis, which will release a couple of centimeters uh, from the the part that sits inside. Uh, of your body that the part of the penis sits inside, but that's it. That's as far as you're going to get. So, and it doesn't uh, change the erection size. So you, it won't give you a longer looking penis in its erect state. It will only look bigger uh, when it is soft. So there are no supplements that I know of that increase the quantity of your ejaculation. However, the less you ejaculate, like if you uh, have like multiple ejaculations in a day, then you will end up ejaculating less. Also, ejaculate is made of water. A lot of it is water. So if you are well hydrated, this is also going to make a difference. So make sure that you are uh, really well hydrated. If you have questions, other questions for me, then send them along. I will answer them towards the end of the show. Uh, coming up, I want to talk uh, about a couple of legal changes having to do with sex, not here, elsewhere. Uh, but I think it'll surprise you that these acts were even once illegal. And in another story I sh- I'll share, I can't believe this act was ever legal, ever. Uh, so I'll share those with you. After. We strip away the stigmas every night with passion on CJAD 800. I have a couple of really strange stories to share with you. Um, but I want to tell you that after 1030, we're going to play Dirty Minds, one of my favorite games that I am terrible at, but I know many of you are really good at. Uh, and uh, the first caller through who gets the answer, will, uh, who will speak to uh, Dave, our, our producer, will win a one-month unlimited membership to 360 Punch on the West Island. I've posted about this fitness center, by the way, on my Instagram story, so you can, uh, you can get an idea of what kind of workout you can do, which includes my favorite thing that I've picked up in the last couple of months, which is boxing. I never knew, never thought I would like it so much and I just love it. Uh, so it's a really special kind of workout place. Uh, you can check it out. Uh, let's see a judge. Listen to this. A judge orders both twins to pay child support when neither admits paternity. So this pair of identical twins in Brazil, Uh, are basically in double trouble after a judge ordered them both to pay child support for one baby. So one of the twins had a casual fling with a woman who later gave birth to a baby girl. But the woman isn't certain which twin is the dad. So Fabricio and Fernando were ordered to take DNA tests. Well, what happened? Both tests came back positive because they're identical twins and neither man would fess up to being the father. They were trying to avoid, I guess, uh, paying, uh, paying up. But the judge said the two men were taking away the child's right to know her real dad. He ordered each twin to fork over some money a month to pay a month, uh, toward child support. Uh, so, um, they also, uh, they were, they accused the, the dads or the, the, of, of acting in bad faith and stating such vile behavior cannot be tolerated by the law, said the judge. The judge also ruled that the names of both men appear on the girl's birth certificate. How does not, does, does she not know which one? It wasn't clear whether she slept with both, like, 
or she didn't know who she slept with. Nobody, neither of them wants to admit they slept with her. It makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, more crazy story. Listen to this. This headline got me. Horny evil spirit used man as its sex slave every night for two years. That's almost as weird as the elf story. Uh, a man claims he was tormented by a horny evil spirit that used him for sex every night for two years. Uh, this guy from South Africa said he was made into a sex slave when the spirit visited him at home, but he managed to stop the evil entity arriving in his room by putting a tortoise shell under his pillow. The 39-year-old said, I was any tokoloshi for too long. I'm happy my ancestors told me how to stop the heartless creature. He said he was visited in a dream by his ancestors who directed him to a dead tortoise under a tree close to his home. He removed the animal shell and believed this stopped the spirit from returning. Uh, now he uses the shell as protection against evil spirits. He ties it around his back. Remember, it's a big tortoise shell, right? Uh, when he visits new places and it works as a protection device. So if you see a guy walking around with a big tortoise shell attached to his back like a backpack, you know that this guy was a sex slave to an evil spirit. I shouldn't make fun. Maybe that is like a cultural thing to take spirits away or what have you, but I just thought it was a bit uh, strange. By the way, if uh, you do have questions for me towards the end of the show, I will answer any leftover questions uh, or comments, so do send them to me at 514-800. Earlier this month, the Utah legislature approved a bill that legalized sex outside of marriage. Non-marital sex was seen as a crime in Utah since it was made a law back in 1973. The law fell under the chapter... Offenses against family. However, things have changed ever since, and people engage in sexual activity outside of the context of marriage in almost every part of the world. Duh, right? Uh, but the bill was recently signed, uh, seeks to change the Utah's criminal code. The law reads, any unmarried person who shall voluntarily engage in sexual intercourse with another is guilty of fornication fornication is a class b demeanor of course this law disregards all the different kinds of relationships what about people who are in open relationships live in relationships sexually active people who are single as if right the whole state of utah doesn't have anybody who has sex outside of marriage uh no if an individual violated this law in the past, they could face up to six months in prison and would also be fined a sum that could go up to $1,000. I'd like to know how they police that. Uh, but police departments uh, were not pursuing these violators. I think they have better things to do, no? And certainly uh, time, times have, uh, have changed. On, on March 25th, they signed another bill which decriminalized adultery just decriminalized, and anal sex between consenting adults. It's still amazing that these uh, laws are still in the books. So here's another law that I can't believe had to be outlawed, like you would think this was already in the law books. Uh, Kentucky governor 
signed a bill this week that outlaws, get this, sex between humans and animals in Kentucky. Uh, Senate Bill 67 prohibits sexual contact between a person and an animal, defining sexual contact as any act committed between a person and an animal for the purpose of sexual arousal, sexual gratification, abuse, or financial gain. Kentucky had been one of the final few states to not have a law banning bestiality alongside Wyoming, New Mexico, West Virginia, Hawaii, and Washington, D.C. Several previous attempts at banning bestiality in Kentucky had failed. It had failed. (laughs) How did it fail? What are they doing in Kentucky? Like, that's kind of weird. Perpetrators will be prohibited. I can't believe there are that many perpetrators, but uh, from owning animals and also punishable by one to five years in prison, by the way, uh, living in a household with animals and working or volunteering in a place where they have unsupervised access to animals for at least five years after completing uh, their sentence. And then they, uh, they have to attend treatment and receive counseling. Like they had to spell all this out. You would think, like, doesn't that surprise you that that was still legal in Kentucky? Uh, after 10, uh, after 10.30, we're going to play Dirty Minds, so get ready for that. Uh, Texter writes, Alabama is proposing a law that would make carrying out an abortion at any stage of the pregnancy punishable by 10 to 99 years in jail. The strict abortion ban, which has been branded a death sentence for women, would even criminalize performing abortions in cases of rape and incest. Yeah, that's a whole other can of worms there. And um, you might have heard him on the show, but we had an Alabama abortionist on our program several times. He's a... He's a gynecologist, and uh, he did the, the Vagina Dialogues with me for a while. I met him when we uh, we both were invited to Wyoming to give TED Talks. And lovely, lovely uh, gentleman there wrote a book about being a black gynecologist abortionist in the South. His uh, book is called Life's Work. It's quite something. When I read it, it was like, whoa. So... Uh, for us, like it's 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 so foreign to many of us here. What goes on in some of those in some of those states uh, in the South? Really, quite crazy. Five one four eight hundred. Would love to hear some of your thoughts on any of the uh, topics I'm discussing with you tonight. Uh, let's see. The share of Americans not having sex has reached a record high. What is happening? Apparently, young people are to blame for this uh, dry spell. And some of the explanations, there are a higher number of unattached people. So 20-something uh, men, b- believe it or not, nearly one in four people spent a year in a celibate state. Uh, and many of those were 20 something men. So that's a lot. So what accounts for the fact that there's a huge disparity between 2008 and 2018, by the way, the portion of Americans 18 to 29 reporting no sex in the past year doubled more than doubled between 2008 and 2018. Uh, and what they say is that a, uh, people are, uh, living at home. And it's mostly men 
who live at home. Remember that studies have shown that married folks or people who live together have more sex than single people. So guys living at home, uh, living in their parents' home, 18 to 34, 35% of men were living in their parents' home in that uh, in that age range. Also, technology is to blame. Lots of time spent on uh, technology uh, rather than going out. It's uh, just a preferred uh, activity over socializing and going out. So a couple of things uh, to blame on that fact. Coming up, we'll play Dirty Minds and we'll talk about female ejaculation. Is squirting real? Like, can we once and for all get the answers here? I'll share some of the latest research with you after we check in with our CJD 800 newsroom. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. This is Passion with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. Some crazy stories uh, shared with you. On, uh, according, well, uh, this texter uh, in response to the Kentucky law finally banning bestiality. Finally. Imagine. There are lots of hillbillies in Kentucky. No telling what they get up to there. So no doubt animals need to watch their backs yeah all right let's play dirty minds uh first and then i will get to uh some interesting stories for you um the one about squirting i think you'll find quite interesting all right i'm going to give you three clues three clues that are um not dirty i mean no three clues that are dirty but the answer is clean okay the answer is clean that's the hint that you get and just to know i'm really 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 bad at this uh this game but some of you i know are pretty good at it all right here they go i can get your rocks off i carry quite a load in front i dig your hole what am i 514-790-0800 514-790-0800 first caller through with the right answer will get a uh, one-month unlimited pass to 360 Punch on the West Island, a brand-new fitness uh, uh, center, boutique style. And you can find me there, by the way, every morning, 10 a.m., without fail. I'm there doing my little boxing routine and workout. So um, 514-790-0800. One more time. I can get your rocks off. I carry quite a load in front. I dig your hole. What? Am I? Of course, I don't say it as sexily as Kai does when he was here, but nonetheless. All right. Is squirting real? New research challenges female ejaculation again. All right. I say again because every time I look this up or we've got something new coming up, some new research about this, nothing definitive, it seems, yet. But porn sites everywhere, right? The word squirting, you you just Google that or put that in your search engine, you will see tons of uh, usually hairless vulvas shooting out liquid, like looks like volcanic, right? Like huge amounts. But that doesn't happen for the typical woman during an orgasm. And when it does happen, for some women, it's rarely this kind of uh, fire hydrant explosion. So the trick is, how do we separate the porn scene from 
the truth. Is this just uh, another standard that's just untenable? Uh, like, what other demands, pressures should women have, you know, uh, to perform in such a way? So, what's happening? Let me give you a little bit of the uh, the research. So, squirting is real. Like, if you're going to answer the question, is squirting real? Uh, yes, it is. But it's never like that simple because a it's something that's been debated even amongst uh, experts in in the sexual health field um, and whatever information we have is relatively new and we need to like a lot of research still needs to go into this and luckily uh, a colleague of mine uh, Dr. Jana who's been on the, the show before uh, Varanglova in um, in New York is finally doing a study uh, examining the uh, basically the uh, the liquid of uh, of women uh, it's it's called the Squirting Research Project. She's collecting samples of female ejaculate and she's sending them for chemical composition analysis because she wants also answers to this uh, confusion. A long, long time ago, Dr. Beverly Whipple did uh, some studies and this is where we came up with, or she came up with, or the, her group, her researchers with the, the whole G-spot and found that when you stimulated that area, some women were able to uh, to expel uh, a liquid, okay? So really uh, what we think is that uh, female ejaculation happens when there's a gland called the Skeen's gland where they uh, expel an alkaline, milky, uh, white fluid upon orgasm, a clear, whitish liquid, all right? And which usually happens with G-spot stimulation in some kind of sex play. Where where the Skeen's glands are located, it's right near the G-spot, which is at the back end of what we now know is the clitoris, the internal part of the clitoris and the urethral sponge. So it's uh, that's it touches that urethral sponge. The fluid, it can be basically looked at as um, uh, like a prostatic fluid in, uh, in men. But apparently new research say, says now that it's, there's more to it than that, that squirting may actually come from two different sources. One comes from the Skeen's glands and another expels through the urethra, although I don't understand how they're describing this because it still has to pass through the urethra even if it gets produced in the Skeen's gland. But anyhow, uh, what they say here is the other type of ejaculate, the gushing squirt pip uh, people typically see in porn passes through the bladder and the urethra and can be very substantive in quantity depending on many factors hydration last urination um, that kind of thing uh, and this ejaculate can contain various amounts of urine ranging from only trace amounts to mostly urine if you go it, see a lot of these women for example may have sex like in porn, with a full, full bladder. So they may drink lots of liquid, which is what we don't see is the back end, right? They drink lots of liquid so that, in fact, they are not just ejaculating from, like, female ejaculation, as we know it, but they're actually urinating. 
uh, and so lots can come out. So we have to be careful when we uh, compare all of this, right? We do know that there are, in the in past studies where they've examined the liquid, that there have been traces of urine. But in women who've emptied their bladders completely, it's unlikely that a gush of urine is going to come out. Put it that way, okay? Uh, but we'll find out soon uh, enough because it's not technically pee what comes out, even if it contains a little bit of uh, urine, because don't forget the glands are near the urethral sponge, right? Stimulating something in there and coming out of the urethral opening. So it's still very confusing for people. Does it have, does it not have, where does it actually get made? How does it all work? We need to know a whole lot more. What we do know is that not everyone does it. Not everyone uh, squirts. Not every uh, woman has uh, that capacity. They're not. We're not all created equal. Even though we have the same anatomical parts, we don't know why. Like, are some people's skeins gland in a different position? What happens when you touch the area of the G spot? Or is the the clitoral the inside clitoris in a slightly different position. So there's a whole lot we don't know about the internal functioning of all that. So the best I can tell you is let's keep looking for the research. Hopefully there'll be funding for that kind of thing. Uh, and we'll get more concrete answers as uh, time goes on. But you can be sure I will keep you posted. I could tell you 20 years doing this show. I've been talking about this for 20 years. And every time I talk about it, something new comes along. Uh, so it's uh, that's the interesting thing about uh, sexuality. We think we know it all by now, right? We think we'd know it all, but we don't. There's a whole lot we uh, we still don't know. Um, five, one, four, 800, by the way, if you have, uh, any other questions you want me to answer about sex, your relationship, feel free to send them along. I will answer them in the last uh, few minutes of the show. Happy to help you out. Uh, and I'm not sure. Do we, uh, do we have a winner? Dave, do we have a winner yet? Or should I repeat the, uh, no winner yet. Wow. All right. I can get your rocks off. This is for a uh, one month unlimited pass to 360 punch. So uh, all you have to do is guess the answer and call. I can get your rocks off. Hint number one. Hint number two. I carry quite a load in front. I dig your hole. What am I? Uh, I gave Dave the answer. He knows the answer, Dave. Anything close to that, because there may be other words that relate to that same thing, uh, we'll take. So give us a call at 514-790-0800, and let's see if you get it. Otherwise, I'm going to have to tell you the answer, and I'm not going to be able to give you a prize, uh, although we have a few texts that have are on the right track, absolutely. Uh, coming up. We'll talk about uh, what's happening with the Brunei hotels again. We talked about that. And masturbation at work. Is that what the doctor really ordered? I'll tell you about that after we check the roads with Lauren Glazer. From the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJAD 800. Well, we have a winner, Mark. Congratulations. Uh, the the clues were I can get your rocks off. I carry quite a load in front. I dig your hole. Uh, the answer is a bulldozer. 
The answer is Bulldozer. Congratulations, you have won yourself a one-month unlimited pass to 360 Punch. Hope to see you there. Just so you know, I'm pretty much there every morning, 10, uh, 10 a.m. We could do a little bit of sparring with our boxing gloves. Why not? Uh, all right, let me share this. Uh, first of all, I just want to update you. We talked about last week the Brunei, um, in Brunei, where they uh, basically have uh, made it illegal, um, like uh, to, uh, illegal homosexuality is, was illegal before, but now uh, you can get stoned to death, basically. Before it was punishable up to 10 years, they actually changed the law. So there were a whole bunch of people who uh, and celebrities who have decided to boycott the hotels. There are uh, nine of these hotels, one of which, by the way, is the Beverly Hills Hotel in Los Angeles, owned by the Sultan of Brunei. So what ended up happening is that these, uh, the, the, the update is the luxury hotels owned by the Sultan have deleted their social media pages... Uh, because now, of course, there's an LGBT plus boycott of the country's uh, investment, and this is growing. Celebrities like Ellen DeGeneres, George Clooney, uh, Dua Lipa, and many others have just vowed to um, to boycott uh, all of these uh, these hotels since they introduced this death penalty for homosexuality, which is just barbaric like it's I don't know I don't even have the words to describe this I can't wait till we have our LGBT panel and uh, we discuss this at at greater length uh, and this last story I want to share with you I kid you not uh, this doctor uh, has a basically this is a doctor approved way to relieve stress at work and you tell me if you could see this happening in your workplace masturbation so forget the smoke breaks we're talking about uh masturbation breaks this uh this guy mark Sargent, a senior lecturer in psychology at nottingham trent trent university uh in the uk said that a masturbation break would be very effective at work and a great way to relieve tension and stress i'm not disagreeing by the way with this it's just the um inappropriateness of it in the workplace like I'm thinking of the potential consequences uh, somebody walking in like whatever there could be uh, so many things you can think of right um, so what do you think can you imagine whether you're in the bat in a stall next and you're hearing moaning whether uh, I don't know somebody says okay I, I need a break and everybody looking oh what are you gonna go do you know uh, or how many breaks would you be allowed a day for example, uh, I don't know, to me, that's like a real, uh, minefield. I, I, apparently it would increase work focus. Do you think that if you could, would you even, would you, if this was like, okay, guys, masturbation's allowed at work, would you do it? Like, would you feel even remotely comfortable? Uh, anyhow. All right, let me get to some of the last questions that have uh, come through in this hour. Uh, so just a, a texter who says, to the texter who asked about the sour taste, what the heck was he doing tasting genitals, which have a foul odor anyway? A bad odor means stay away, or am I mistaken? I, I think the texter was actually saying that uh, if the smell is the same, meaning if the, sm uh, if the smell is it's normal, uh, but there's a sour taste, does that mean there's an infection there? So I don't think that 
he was diving in when there was a, a foul, uh, very foul smell. So let's just clear that up. But yeah, if there was a foul smell, you wouldn't want to be tasting. That would be a sign to stay away. Uh, Texture writes in, my wife has trouble climaxing and I don't know what to do. She doesn't like it when I touch her vagina or spend too much time on foreplay. She doesn't like my foreplay and I have no idea how to get her to climax. So of course I wouldn't be able to tell you how to get her to climax, but guess who could? She could. She is the one who needs to tell you what feels good for her. What are her erogenous zones? What are the parts of her body that you touch which are arousing to her? It's very possible that if you immediately go down to her vagina right away and start playing with her with your hands, that she may find it uh, uncomfortable, annoying, irritating. But if you got her uh, aroused before going to her genitals. So whether she likes to be kissed all over, uh, nibbles, ear nibbles, or playing with her breasts or something where you're already get where she's aroused, then she might enjoy far more the, uh, the, the attention you place on her genitals, but she's the one who needs to tell you this. We all have our own roadmap to pleasure and arousal. If she says to you, I don't know, I don't know what works for me. It's never happened for it. It's possible that she has not explored her own body. And that would be the first step. Like explore your body, find out what feels good, or let's do it together. Let's go on an expedition together where we discover all the different spots that feel good, don't feel good, uh, etc. So that's, but that in- involves sexual communication and sexual communication is, uh, is absolutely key in, in this to have a good sex life. You need to be able, uh, to talk about it, especially if you don't know what you're partner's needs are, you know, um, what's the average length and average cum shot length? Did I answer this? No, I didn't. The average penis length, uh, first of all, is between, and I, this I've said five, uh, about five, 5.2, inches when erect, when erect, but this changes from country to country. This is like a global worldwide average. So think of a bell curve, but this is a worldwide average in terms of how far you shoot. I think that can depend on many factors. I haven't really seen many studies that calculate the length. There's maybe one or two articles out there that, that will talk about this, but not much. All I can tell you though, is that as you get older, the force of your ejaculation diminishes. So think of it as a power uh, like it's just, it, it's a, a power ejection, let's say. Uh, and as you get older, that power just lessens and lessens. So once you get to be uh, real old, then there's, there may be a, a dribbling effect rather than a feeling of, uh, a shoot out, um, effect. Texture writes, allowed breaks at work would be just single guys high-fiving themselves after each return from break or God forbid at their cubicle. Okay. There would have to be limits. Like, listen, there would have to be, if you ask me separate rooms for this, like not even in the bathroom where other people can hear it happening, which could make a lot of people uncomfortable. I wouldn't like to hear that. 
so there would have to literally be separate rooms. And then you're thinking about, did he wash his hands? Did she wash her hands? Like there's so many icky like factors related to this that I cannot see. I just cannot see anybody doing this at all, at all. Uh, guys, thank you so much for spending uh, your hour with me. And for those of you that were here during the week, thank you. Uh, thanks to our technical producer, Dave Simon, our passion researcher, Linda DeLisi. If you want to connect with me on social media at Dr. Lori Batito, which, uh, by the way, if you go to my Instagram, you can uh, see uh, me at 360 Punch to so get an idea of what the place looks like as well. You can also connect with me through my website at Dr. Lori So if you have questions, you want to send them by email during the week, please feel free to do that as well. Coming up next here on CJED, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening, a fabulous weekend, and remember to live your life with passion.